Welcome back, you guys, to another episode of Pursue Your Path. I'm your host, Sarah Rampart. And if I sound a little hoarse, I am extremely sorry. I am just getting over being sick. And I just don't know. Something's going around. If you know, you know. And so that's not going to stop us from doing the podcast today because this is exactly what the podcast is about. It's about pushing through your fears and your doubts and just trusting the process in life and not letting things get in the way because we're all human beings. We all let certain things get in the way, especially when we're not feeling great, but it's time to push through now. And so today's episode, I want to start by saying this is my third episode and I am so excited for this to be my third episode because for some of you who already know, I did YouTube and I only posted two videos and I quit after that. And this video sorry, not video, but this podcast has a lot to do with me giving into my fears and quitting at a lot of things. I've quit so many things in my life that only now that I'm older, I'm realizing like, wow, I really, if I would have pushed through, maybe a different outcome would have happened. But you know what? It happened. It happened. If it wasn't meant for me, it wasn't meant for me. And I'm just excited that this is my third episode and you guys are listening to it because that just makes me know that I am one step further than I was before and I'm pushing through any fear and doubt that I have and just letting God do his work through me. And so, yeah, I'm so excited for you guys who are listening. Um, And today we're just, I'm going to start by in my like younger years with my sister. Um, So for those of you who don't know, I do have an older sister. And growing up, we are honestly night and day, especially now that I'm older, I can see it so much more. We are complete opposites in the sense of, you know, like she is super adventurous, super fun, like puts her mind to something, she's going to do it. And she's not going to let anything stop her. And me, on the other hand, I'm more of like, I'm a homebody. I like to chill. I like to relax. I like to have fun, but I'm just, I'm not as fun, you know? And I'm a mom. I have just a, what I would consider just a calmer life. Or we both have crazy lives, I feel like. Like she hikes and does these adventurous things, but like my life's crazy in the sense of, you know, I got two dogs, a husband, two kids, and all in the while trying to like make myself something, you know, out here in the world. And it all really stems back like me being a quitter and stuff. This sounds horrible, but it stems back to me comparing myself to my sister. I never felt like I was at her level. And the truth is, I just wasn't. And it was hard for me to accept that. But I would continue to compare and tell myself like, I want to be a dancer. I want to be a cheerleader. I want to be athletic. And that just wasn't me. I'm not athletic. I'm not a cheerleader. I love dancing, but the truth is I don't like dancing in front of people. I like dancing in my home or with my friends, like not performance dance. And so it was so hard growing up because I then went into dance class and my sister was with me at this dance school and it made me feel really confident that she was with me. But at the same time, like I made it through practice and got to the uh, recital and I I got, you know, praised. I did like a perfect split, whatever, whatever. 
But I still quit after that. I was like, nope, I'm still not as good as these other girls. These other girls have been dancing since they were like three years old. My sister was dancing since she was like three years old. And I'm just never going to be like them. And it was constant comparison. And I feel like in a world with social media, we all fall into the trap of comparing ourselves to somebody on social media. Man, we can compare ourselves to someone on the street that has something better than us. And in the Bible, I'm sure there's a lot more about like not comparing. But in Romans uh, chapter 12, verse 2, it talks about not comparing. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, it talks about not comparing. God created us to be our own individual human being, to have our own individual things in life. And there's no need to compare because at the end of the day, and it goes hand in hand, we're going to talk about God's plan too. We have a plan already set out for us. God has a plan for us. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 9 through 10. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 through 6. Proverbs 16, verse 3 through 9. Or 3 and 9, not 3 through 9, but 3 and 9. And I wrote these down and I'm not saying them because I encourage you guys to open up your Bibles and test what I'm saying. Test that what I'm saying aligns with the Bible and that it's true. See how you read it and what your perspective is on it. Because it's easy for me to read the Bible and understand it my way and how it correlates to my life, but that may not be how you see it. So I encourage you guys to just look up these verses and and think, what does this mean to you for your life? But bottom line, it's about God's plan and, and how he already has it figured out for us. There is no oh, I got to figure it out. Ever since I've started indulging in the Bible and just letting God do his thing, I've been so stress-free. There is not a thought anymore that I think, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to have to figure it out. No, it's already figured out for me. God has my back. Not that I don't have to put in any work, but I know God has my back and I know God knows every step I'm going to make. He already has the steps there for me. I'm just taking them now. And so with God's plan and comparison, he doesn't intend for us to compare ourselves to people. We shouldn't. We're our own individual person. And I think comparing ourselves really damages us because when we set our mind to do something based on what we see other people doing and excelling at, then we, you know, we fail and then we fear failure, and we don't try again. And then when it's something we really do want to do in life that we're not necessarily comparing to someone else, you then start to fall down this rabbit hole of not even trying. And that's the enemy. That's how the enemy gets you at this point. The enemy wants you to start comparing yourself to other people. Because he knows that's what's going to end up throwing doubt in your head. And I don't, I don't want my people to doubt. I don't want to doubt. I don't want to compare anymore. It's hard. Like I said, being in today's society and having social media, man, there are so many times I scroll and I'm like, man, I wish I had a body like that. How many of you guys have done that? Y'all be honest. 
I'm sure every single one of us. And it's so funny because I know for a fact, even the women that have such beautiful bodies that you in society's world would say is a perfect body. I promise you that at one point in their life, they didn't like their body. And that's why it is how it is today. But I promise even having that body that they have, there are still things that they don't like. How many people have you heard got a BBL and at first they liked it and all of a sudden they regret it. And so I've learned that God gives us certain things, gives us a certain look and the man who is going to love us is going to love us regardless. And that was hard for me to accept I was so proud of my body for having two girls. I am proud of my body for having two baby girls. Does that mean my body is where I want it to be? No, not exactly. But I'm going to enjoy these seasons and stages of my body that my body goes through. I know that right now God has a healthy skin for me and a healthy body for me. And that is just up from here. It's always up. It's always something better with God. It's always something better. Jesus already knew. He was trying to get people on the right track. And Jesus would continue to tell people like, it's better. And I remember saying this to people when I was like a little bit younger and we were all like in our dating phase or whatever. And I would talk to my friends who were going through breakups and I was like, if it's not him, it's someone better. If it's not him, it's someone better. But like, I never took that into account for myself when I was going through breakups. We we all... We don't take our own advice. I promise you, we don't. Not all of it, at least. And so I would continue to tell my friends this, but I wouldn't believe it myself. But it's true. It's true. If it's not something you want and God isn't letting you have that something you want, then it's something better. Because God already has a plan, you you guys. Mind you, What is said in the Bible is to be the truth and the truth will set you free. And if you just live in truth and accept the fact that there are things you're going to want in life that God may not provide for you because it's not for you. And you can't let God not giving you what you want and in return giving you what you need set you back into a place of, well, God failed me. God did not fail you. God might have been testing you. God might have been sitting right there watching you and saying, is she going to take this bait? Is she going to try and take this path where it's going to take her longer to get to where I need her to be or where I need him to be? God will do that. But mind you, It's not him failing you, you guys. It's him letting you still have that free will. And he'll be there. He'll be there to guide you and protect you. But you guys have to also ask. You guys have to be specific in your prayers for what you want. Guys, I was such a quitter. I was such a quitter. I quit dance. I quit cheer. I quit I quit cheer before cheer even started, y'all. Tryouts happened. It was the first week of tryouts. It was the first day. I go in. I did a toe touch. They wanted to see everyone's toe touch. I was like, I can do a toe touch. 
so confident. I could do a toe touch. My sister can do a toe touch. My brother can do a toe touch. Again, comparing myself to my brother and sister because they were athletic. And so I was just sitting there and I did my toe touch. It was horrible, guys. It was a horrible toe touch and I knew it. And I tried not to break down. I was like, you know what? Let me not cry. Let me not cry, y'all, because this is embarrassing. And at the end of that tryouts, they pointed to a few girls and they said, you're not going to make it. And I, I made it to like the next day. But I was like, you know what? I don't want that to happen to me. I know I don't have a perfect toe touch. I'm not going to have a perfect toe touch. And I just let the fear and doubt of me comparing myself to my siblings get in the way. And I was like, absolutely not. I'm not even going to go to the second day. So I didn't go to the second day and, and I never ended up being a cheerleader. But I also never gave it 100%. I didn't practice. I didn't put my all into the tryouts and at least finish the tryouts before I decided like, or before they decided like, yeah, you're not going to be a good fit. And that was my fault. That wasn't God. That wasn't God saying you can't do it. That was Satan. That was Satan saying you couldn't do it. God said, why didn't you try? Why didn't you try? So later on in life, I go and I try dance again. Y'all remember earlier, I told you I, I quit dance after that recital. Even though my sister was there, I was like, I'm just not as good as everyone else. Let's let's continue on. So high school comes. I start dance at high school. I go to the tryouts. I was nervous because I had PTSD at this point of not finishing tryouts for cheer. But you know what? God had my back at that point. He was like, no, you're going to finish these tryouts and you're going to figure out what the outcome is, whether you like it or not. Whether they didn't pick me or not, I knew I was going to be proud of myself because I made it further than what I did before. And that's exactly what this podcast makes me so proud about. I'm making it further than I did before. And that's what life's about. Making it further than you were before. Not focusing on the past. Like, look at what's forward. Don't think of the past. Like, remember the past and remember the pain and remember everything you've gone through and feel those feelings but keep pushing forward. Please keep pushing forward. God wants you to keep pushing forward. God doesn't want you to fear things from the past because guess what? It's the past that already happened. And remember what I said, God got something better for you. He has something better for you. Anyways, so I go through these tryouts. It is the last final day of these tryouts. And I was having a blast, guys. I, I got along with everyone. I was like, Felt in my element, felt like I could actually do it, had the confidence I needed. But it was the last day and it was the final like picks where you have to do the full out routine. And then the next couple days after, they'll come into your classroom with a pink balloon telling you whether you made the team or not. I was I was doing the dance. I failed the first time. Y'all, I just failed the first time. I did not do it right. I messed up on my steps and I was like, you know what? Um, I'm going to have to do this again. And they let me do it again. At this point, I was crying. I was shaking. I was nervous. I was forgetting everything. And because I, I knew like the feeling came back from middle school when I tried to try out for cheer. I was like, I just know that I'm not going to make it. I had that doubt like shoved in my head again. I'm not going to make it. I messed up. I missed a step. And so 
after that dance, I bolted to the bathroom and I started crying. I called my mom. I said, I didn't make it. I didn't make it. She goes, how do you know you didn't make it? I said, I just didn't. I messed up. I messed up so much. I had to try again. There were other girls that were so much better. Again, back to comparing myself to other people I saw that I felt did better than me. And comparing myself to the dance captains. They're captains for a reason. And guess what? Those dance captains are still currently in their older age. Not their older age, but like now that they're out of high school, they've made a career out of dancing. That was God's plan for them. So of course they're going to be, you know, dance captains. Me, I, I wasn't, I wasn't cut from that cloth, y'all. And so I was so down and it was my last class of the day. They came in with a one pink balloon and there were other girls in that class that had also tried out for the dance team. And again, back to compare myself, I was like, well, they were way better than me. At least I thought. And they still don't have a balloon. I put my head down. I was like, I don't even want to see. I'll congratulate whoever gets it, but I don't want to see because I know it's not going to be me. Guys, it was me. If y'all couldn't tell already, it was me. So I got the pink balloon and I was proud of myself. And I was like, you know, this is God showing up for me. Because if I'm being honest, I still was not the best dancer. I never actually made it to do one of the pep rallies. And I did end up quitting at some point. I quit because I just knew I was giving it my all, my all. And those dance captains who have had plenty of experience dancing and knew what they were looking for. And had me on the team because they saw potential. They saw my drive and my fight. But it just wasn't enough. And they were real with me. And I think it's funny. It was hurtful then. But I think it's funny now being an adult. They were like, Sarah, honey. You, you, this routine just is not working out for you. Like I see you trying. You're trying at your 100%. You're trying. But you're just not ghetto enough. And that broke my heart. I was just like, okay, I'm not ghetto enough. Like, what's that mean? What does that mean? And I cried. I didn't understand. My sister's a dancer. So, of course, I go home and I tell her and she's mad. But she understood because she was like, Sarah, you you just don't like have that oomph in you. Like getting down, getting dirty with the dances. And I'm like, you know what? You're not wrong. I definitely don't. I just can't. I'm not as clean as what it needed to be. It needed to be clean yet dirty. And I just wasn't clean yet dirty. I was just all over the place, honestly. I felt I did good. It just was not on point. It wasn't hitting. And they could have told me that and maybe I would have understood better. But at that point in my life when I was younger, when I heard I just wasn't ghetto enough, I was like, Ugh my heart like what do you mean of course of course I'm not ghetto enough I don't interpret dance the way a lot of other people interpret dance like I don't know maybe I was just meant to be a ballerina or jazz or contemporary dancer I have no idea what that was truly meaning until I got home and so after that day I didn't quit and they didn't cut me from the team it was just that dance routine but there had been previous dance routines where they wasn't feeling me either 
And so I was just like, okay, I'm done comparing myself. I gave dance my my all. It's just not for me. I can't do it. That was the end of my dance career, y'all. That right there. I went to a few more practices. I watched them practice. I watched them do the pep rally. I was cheering my girls on that were in the dance. But I knew I didn't belong. I knew God was telling me this just isn't for you, honey. This isn't for you. You gave it your all. And you still can't seem to get to where they want you to be. And so I stopped and I I got off the dance team. And honestly, I did it the wrong way. I just never showed up for practice again. But I'm sure they got the point, obviously. And that was the end of my dance career. Career. (laughs) That was just the end of me dancing. And... But I left with being proud of myself. I left knowing I gave it my all. I left knowing I could no longer compare myself to these girls. And at the time I was hurt. But there was also just a sense of it's okay. I I was in high school. So I obviously would think like, what are these other girls going to think of me? Like, what about the other dancers on the team? Are they going to say anything to me? <clears throat> Sorry, y'all. I had to take a a drink break. And so through that all, I continue to do life. Continue to do life. And yet, I still quit at a lot of things. I did Monet. Monet didn't work out. But that didn't work out. Not because I necessarily quit. But God put in me discernment. Like I felt discernment at the time. I felt like what I was doing with Monet was no longer good. Not that it was bad, but compared to what was going on in the world, I felt the pain and the suffering of the physical world. And I felt for God. I was like, man, this is absolutely horrible. And I don't even have a full understanding as to what is going on in the world. And I am hurting. I'm in pain. I would sit in my car or in my room and I would cry about what was going on in the world. And it wasn't even like happening in my neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't happening this close to me, but it felt so close to home. And that home is God. God is my Lord and Savior. He is my home, my salvation. And so when I felt that, I instantly felt convicted for being so worldly and posting about hair care and skin care that I was like, this ain't for me no more. I got to just stop. And I got off social media for like over a year. I would be on it here and there. But for the most part, like I went MIA and so many people asked like, what happened to you? And I was like, nothing. I just didn't want to be on social media anymore. And sometimes it scares me because now that I'm doing podcasts and stuff, there are days I don't feel like doing social media. And I'm like, is this a sign from God? Like this isn't what I'm supposed to be doing, but no, it's okay to take a break. God is telling me it's okay to take a break. My mind is completely overwhelmed. 
I'm not tech savvy. I'm not a savvy person when it comes to uploading and downloading and and all these little things. But God is telling me if I don't take a break, I'm going to overwhelm myself and I'm going to let that doubt and fear overcome me and I'm going to quit. So I listen. I listen to what the Holy Spirit is telling me now. If they say, you know, you're sick, you're not going to go on social media today. Like maybe post a good morning picture and that's it. That's fine. And it made me feel good. Like I felt okay doing these things. And that's just what this podcast today is about, you guys. You can't compare yourselves because comparing yourselves will lead to failure. And failure is the enemy's doing. And if you're not giving something your all and you still fail, it was just a test. God was just testing you. It wasn't for you. And as you guys get closer to God, you guys will start to have the gift of discernment. We all have it. You'll have the gift of discernment, but it will be heightened. It'll be so overwhelming the closer you get to God, the fact that you can decipher if this is the enemy getting to you or if this is God testing you because it's really hard to tell the difference. It's really hard, but it's yet so easy to blame God instead of the devil. It's so easy to just say, well, I want to do this and I'm obviously not able to, and I've been trying and trying and trying. It just feels like I'm going against the waves at this point, and I'm going to let it take me back to the shoreline. It's like, that was your test, y'all. That was your test. God was like, the sea is calmer once you get past this, like these waves right here. The sea is calmer, but you have to push through. You have to give it your 100%. But if you're just going to let the devil, which is that rough shoreline, work his whatever and push you right back to where you were in the beginning, God isn't going to swim out to you, grab you and pull you through that rough time. God wants to see that you trust in him and have the faith that he will just give you the strength. He will give you the strength to swim through that rough water. But he's not just going to sit there and pull you through it. You have to do the work. And that's all for today's podcast, y'all. I hope y'all took something from it. And go look up those little Bible verses I talked about earlier and just see what they mean to you. And if you like this podcast, you know, take a little screenshot that you're watching it and post it to your story so other people can hear this word of God and, you know, see what it means to them. And it's is just a little more of my testament that is showing through and shining through. And even though I'm sick, if you've listened to me with this sick voice, I am so grateful for you. But yeah, I think we're done with this episode. We're all good. And yeah, all right, I, we're done. All right, tune into the next episode, guys. Bye.